Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Cliff Schechter. I'm here with the always esteemed John Aravosis. Hey, John. Hello, Cliff. Or I should have said always estimable, I think. I think Estim- I used estimable, is that a word? I think estimable is the uh, adjective of esteemed. So oh, maybe out. I'm, is it? Yeah. There was a time, John, there was a time when I knew these things because I was younger and, in, in classes and stuff. And, well, and we had to look up words by hand, which I wonder whether the muscle memory, whatever you want to call it, like the, the actual process of doing that made you remember things because you visually would see it, you'd touch it. Whereas now, and, the, you know what I mean? The computer just goes, oh, it's wrong. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And actually for me, that's actually, um, you know, that, that works best. I think I've told you before, my memory works like, uh, you know. I don't say this to brag. I've always had kind of a photographic memory. And right. if I wanted to unbrag, I would say I'm a dummy when it comes to like <laughs> to, to remembering things I hear. I think I'm actually worse oh, than the average right. person. I think I, right. I don't pay great attention. Right. And, you know, and so I think I actually miss right. a lot. Whereas when I see stuff, I tend to. Well, you know what's it. funny? I met somebody the other day and I was like, I can't remember where I know you from. I said, but. I see your name in emails. And he goes, oh, that was like 10 years ago. I used to be at, maybe he was at Media Matters. Or I don't know where. And I said, but did you do, he goes, yeah, I did email updates. And I said, okay, because I just have this visual memory of your name in an email. Like that stuff clicks. Whereas visual in person, forget it. You're dead to me. So you have that stuff too. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's like- But I'm not photographic. I'm not... I don't remember right. things like a, like a perfect, but still. No, I mean, and I'm not the way I used to be. But I visual mean, health. Honest here. Like when I, you know, we, what it doesn't you even matter. You boy. Right, I mean, this is, and this is, and be like, oh, I'm old now, you know. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, when you're in your but 20s, I'm not saying 30s, you're not. You're, you're, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that either. I'm, I'm kidding. 49, I'm barely clinging to 49 at this point. So, um, so but, tell people, uh, go on, finish and then tell people what we're talking about. Well, so, um, I mean, I think I pretty am pretty much am finished with that. Well, what we're talking about, obviously, the big story, and there'll be a few other stories I'm sure we'll find along the way, as we always do. But the big story, of course, is Kyle Rittenhouse and what what happened that poor aggrieved that, young man exactly who uh, only wanted to wrong help place the world. wrong time he just was trying to avoid the situation he was just cliff it was he was a point of light remember what margaret mead said or what george hw <laughs> bush said he's one of those thousand points of light exactly exactly <laughs> one small person can change the world um, folks i'm gonna just oh, step out on a limb here and, and i'm gonna step out on a limb here about a guy who be careful. Be careful. All right. <laughs> Remember, yeah. he was acquitted. Yep. Anyway, go on. So, yeah, no, uh, no. so I, I was just I, telling you, I was just telling me, you, don't get, don't just... get sued, but go on and give your opinion on Kyle. No, no I wasn't. <laughs> no, but I wasn't. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to give opinion. Sure. I'm not giving anything on him. What I'm saying is, which is pretty clear fact, and I don't even need to get into the law, what the law is, what the law isn't. You know, the bigger deal here is, and I, and I feel like, I, you know, I wrote a piece in the Daily Beast for this. So folks, you can check out well, you can go see my my Twitter feed at Cliff Schechter, and I you know, tweeted out a, a, a thread on it. But also go to the Daily Beast. Point being, the reason I did that was because I've been writing about this for years, and like there's a bigger project going on here. And so the NRA, and I'll just give the the thirty second sort of brief version, which is the NRA had delved into the waters of of white nationalism in the in the nineties, and you know that, John, because you know you may remember when. They they called you know the ATF who were the people just there to regulate Jack-booted firearms thugs. jackbooted thugs and we're giving we're giving advice on how to shoot for the head you know to stop the I mean 
they were already at that point of like and this is what caused George Bush the the father right to quit. So this is this is when the Republican Party still had a vibrant wing, and you could even say the stronger wing of it. Right. might have been mixed with conservatives and moderates, but they weren't white nationalists. George H.W. Bush resigned after they did that, especially because Terry McAuliffe, citing some of their propaganda he had in his car when they found him, blew up a building and killed little children. And now I think we've lost John. John, you there? <laughs> well, this is going to be a really interesting podcast, guys. Should I start dancing and doing a jig? I don't know. <laughs> People are getting all the technical goose. I realized I – okay. Well, then we'll get back to the work here, but I'm at mom's right here till New Year's, but somebody's watching my apartment. So don't think of robbing me, but I'm at mom's. And when I go upstairs to the bedroom, because you may hear mom's dog barking in the background, but you won't hear it much because I'm upstairs. That's the idea. And I bring the Wi-Fi extender up here because it's a better connection. But as always happens, it's still holding to the old signal downstairs. So I realized when Cliff was talking, I heard him breaking up. So I simply switched on my Wi-Fi to the, the SSID to the other Wi-Fi thinking, ooh, it'll be seamless. Not so seamless. <laughs> so I'm back. Anyway, the connection. Yeah, that, it, that's the thing is, it, it, you know, always, I do that too. Sometimes though. I'm like, I'll switch to my hotspot. It's never seamless the way you think it Well, except it is still recording. Okay, sorry, folks. We're, I don't edit these things out because it's a pain in the ass, and it gives you verisimilitude. You realize we're real people doing a real podcast, unplugged, wow, like, un, unvarnished, unplugged. John, John, uh, John, verisimilitude. I mean, John's oh, getting I, up That's there. one of my favorite words from high school English. Oh, verisimilitude. Great word. Yeah, verisimilitude. And I know what it means. I just seem to have a hard time saying it. Verisimilitude. Well, it's and it's great for well. The thing is, it's a writing word because it's it's putting things in your writing. Although it works for this too, putting things in your writing that give truth to the story. And it could be some weird little observation. I remember one story we were reading. I will stop after this, but we were reading about somebody walking into a room or walking into his, you know, whatever room and reaching in the air for the light, and there was nothing there. And then it kind of went on. And I remember the teacher was talking about it, and she and. I remember as a kid, one of our light switches in like the, the laundry room or whatever was one of those light switches. People had it more at that age that had a string hanging down and you'd pull the string. And it's something you got used to. And I'd even go into other rooms sometimes and reach in the air and there's nothing there. And the point of it was something about the character, but putting sort of a real life thing that made you go, oh, yeah. And it anyway, that would be verisimilitude. Yes. Okay, um, and you on. need to know if you're a writer, you need to know these words because you write differently than you talk. I mean, you know, if I go back to the piece I just wrote, I I put some things in there that I would never say out loud because people would be like, wow, you're weird. But they work in writing. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner, finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. 
In any case. Yep. And okay, go on, Cliff. Yes. I don't know where the hell we were anymore, but here's what I know. Kyle. Okay? Yep. Kyle, young Kyle Rittenhouse. Here's what I know. There, it, you know what the what the right is really good at is they're really good at, at sort of making you forget that there's a big whole wide world out there, hmm. a wide world where these kinds of things have been tried and experimented with, and other countries have come up with answers for them and have solved these problems. Um, in the end, there is no, you know, and, and of course the question is, do you consider us a functioning democracy at this point? I think that's open for interpretation. But if you want to still include us among the world's democratic nations. There is no other demo- high-income democracy, no other democracy on par with us, where what Kyle Rittenhouse did would not have been considered a crime. Um, that that I mean, it, he at the age of seventeen crossed state lines, went twenty miles to show up in a powder keg situation, and then got a hold of an assault rifle, an AR-15, weapon of choice for those who go to schools and mow down kids, and showed up somewhere. The message that sends to other people showing up to this protest is, hey, there's somebody in my face who in a moment's notice could just pull a trigger and, and I'd be dead. So I don't even need to go into the legalities, and I'm not going to because I'm not a lawyer. And so well, the one thing I will say, because I understand this from my background studying guns and the rest, is the, the, obviously this, this, I mean, you know, this judge and everything but give the kid a horsey ride on his knee, you know? I'm just giving background music to Cliff's thing. What? No, no, no. <laughs> so you I think figured we pay in the show. I'll get like 30 seconds to just talk without you. Well, except that I'm not really, but I'm not really talking though. But I'm not really well, talking. That was music. That doesn't count okay, to my time. I'm, I'm, I'm trying Go to on. sort of explain stuff to people. Um, Go on. So basically. You know, basically what he did is he he he, craw- he basically showed up somewhere. He basically showed up somewhere with a weapon and a weapon that's meant to mow people down on a battlefield. What happened after that, you know, is up to anybody's interpretation. And I don't even know all the did those guys attack him first? Did they chase him or whatever? The point is, is that he should have been held. Lo- first of all, he's underage. And second of all, brought a gun there. And in any other democracy, that would have been that. He'd be in prison for that. And that was the point of the piece. This is the last thing I will say. Which is the problem, and why you need why you why you need it well for kicking the Jew. Why you need why people need to understand history here is we have two different sets of laws that were passed often about guns: long guns and short guns. I don't call them short guns, but long guns and regular guns, right? Long guns in back then meant rifles and shotguns, as in I'm taking my 12 year old out for the hunting season because I may not do that, and I don't think John well John doesn't have a 12 year old son, but you have nephews, and I don't think you take them out for the hunt. But in places like rural Wisconsin, people do that, and that's in yep. tradition well we went skeet so shooting we had, as kids so we did yeah, that okay but yeah. and it was a shotgun you're right i yeah. shot a riflery team same thing rifles yeah. i shot rifles where you loaded six bullets right. one at a time so yeah. that's what these laws were passed for laws about long guns because long guns were much less lethal than these newer things that were known as handguns yeah. and handguns you could hide you could sneak up on somebody and shoot them with right. it they're portable they're easily maneuvered maneuvered they're and that is why so what this guy dishonestly did, and that's why judges are so important, is anybody who was, you know, th- there would have been room for appeal for Rittenhouse's team, but any judge who had been looking at the spirit of, his, of <clears throat> the laws there would have looked at the spirit and, and not applied long gun laws to assault rifles. Yeah. He would have applied handgun laws. But instead, he did, he replied the laws that were meant for the guns that were much less lethal than handguns to, right. gun, to a gun that's much more lethal. Right. And that is why this kid... You know, in the end, I stuck with my kid because Tamir Rice was 13 yeah. and it was okay, yeah. but they murdered him. You know, yeah. So that's why this person, Kyle Rittenhouse, was okay to get away with this. And yeah. so the judge set this up, and I talked about that in my piece. And that is why 
And, you know, I wrote a thread, Shannon Watts jumped in other people because these guys are showing up at mom's demand meetings with their assault rifles over their shoulders. Oh my God. I saw that photo you posted or she posted, you posted maybe that photo. I posted it in the the thread that happened in Texas. That's happened numerous times. Tell people what it was. So they're having a meeting at a restaurant in Texas. Um, mom's and mom's demand. demand is basically a uh, kind of a mom's group against guns. Right. Started by Shannon Watts. It, Shannon. You know, she started it literally crying in desperation. She has a number of kids after Sandy Hook, after the mass murder of little children. Okay. And, and she didn't know what to do because our politicians weren't responding. So she went and, and, and opened this page up and didn't know what was going to happen with it. And it blew up. And then she got more involved in the movement and, and the rest. Well, so so that was in that time in Texas, a group of moms demand. There's moms demand chapters all over the country. Uh, moms demand, you know, in that part of Texas was meeting in a restaurant. These guys found out about it, one of these militia groups, and they showed up to sit in the parking lot with their assault rifles strapped over their shoulders. Now, anybody yeah. who, you know, yeah. you tell me, anybody tell me what that's meant to convey. Actually, and um, Cliff, and two of the guys, two of the guys are in front of the group on their like knees with the sort of the knee down and the one knee up as if they're ready to open fire. So they're not just right. there with the guns. Those, those guys, three guys, actually it was three guys, I think, sitting in, in front with their guns in front of them, holding them ready to fire them. I mean, out right. fucking rageous. Right. I mean, and, and, and the, that is but one photo that's happened numerous times. This thread could have gone on forever. I could have just researched yes. photos because there have been many of them. And this is what happens, right? Which is, you. and the point that I made is, you can't have a democracy under these circumstances. Wayne LaPierre, the, the corrupt, and he's been found corrupt in court, so I think I can say that, piece of whatever, you know, <laughs> of the NRA, himself, you know, quoted a line once where he said, the, the founding fathers understood the guys with the guns made the laws. No, they don't. The, the, the I mean, we don't want the guys with the guns making the laws. <laughs> the founding fathers, whatever their flaws That's Somalia. Were, Whatever flaws there were about, right, well, that's the point. Whatever flaws the founding fathers had on numerous issues, what they understood is if the guys with the guns made the rules, we weren't a democracy. That was the point was they wanted us to use ballots, not bullets. That's why we have a constitution. And so, you know, but he gave away with that with that little line there what his belief is. And and, and so the piece that I wrote, and this is the danger now, is who's going to show up at, pro, at legitimate protests? As Dave Nywert, we've had on the show before, writes about extremism at, at Daily Coast, pointed out, all these guys are like, it wasn't peaceful and things were burned down. I'm not saying, and I fully stand 100% against any violence by anybody on our side and any looting and any lighting anything on fire, but 93% of those protests were peaceful that happened, okay? And, and what we're yeah, doing now is yeah. saying yeah. these, and they're not going to be because these guys are going to show up with their guns, and if you're, right. you're either not going to go to those rallies you're not going to run for office. You're not going to, you know, and if you, people are scared to run for office, you know how many Republican lawmakers, remember when they went up, when somebody came out and said a bunch of them agreed with Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney may have even said it, but they were scared for their safety when it came to impeaching Trump. Right. Like right. you can't right. have a democracy in that circumstance. Right. right. I'm, I've talked too right. long. You go. No, for no, it's a long fine. Time, I mean, John. just a couple of thoughts, you know, um, I'm not going to defend a lot of these protests and they went nuts in Portland again. The stuff going on in Portland has gone on too long. I'm tired of it at this point. Um, and the stuff going on in Kenosha, there were, got to remember last year, there were violent protests and they were 100% unjustified in my view. Um, we had people rampaging through our neighborhood, breaking store windows, breaking the window. I think I told you this at like two or 3 AM, one of the neighbors in my condo, his apartment is on the first floor facing out. So his apartment door is literally on the street and their glass doors, but thank God they're, they're, you, know, you can't see through them, came by and took like a sledgehammer and smashed the fuck out of his front door at 3 a.m. 
Um, and he goes, he goes, I was right there like six feet away. That, I mean, I would have been panicked at that point. The, these things, the, here's my, anyway, that's one point. So David Newart, I can see why he said it. These protests are ridiculous. Having said that, that doesn't really have anything to do with sort of the violence question on this gun idiot. The problem is legally as a lawyer, I had said, I am, I am outraged by the verdict, but I kind of predicted it too, because if you show up, and I'm not saying it's justified though, but if you show up at a rail at a rally, <laughs> at a at a kind of riot protest, whatever you want to call it, like this, with a fucking AK forty or an AR fifteen, AK forty seven, I keep calling it same difference. AR fifteen. The A the AR fifteen was meant to be the was was meant to be the lighter, easily more managed semi-automatic semi-automatic form of the AK forty seven. So oh, there you close. go. Well, I, well, they kind of look. I mean, I don't know guns, but I always think they look alike. That's why. That okay. There you go. Um, you are sh- these are fighting words. You're showing up at a liberal protest where okay, some people had handguns or whatever, but nobody, from what I heard, nobody was walking around with a fucking AR-15, right? So people weren't brandishing weapons like hey. you showed up like that per se. Looking at you, people would immediately think you were some right wing nut walking around as a white kid with an AR-15 on your you know chest or whatever, right? So that to me, those are fighting words. People would look at you and either think, oh my god, it's an active shooter, especially if they heard gunshots, right, or or they would, or your, uh, their fighting words, I think is the word we use it in the law. We're literally, I get in your face and inch away and I go, you fucking motherfucker. Your mother's a C word. And you know what I mean? The words right. that, that the person can't help but fight back. My worry, and I'm not justifying the people on the ground, but my worry is at two in the morning or whatever time it was, it was clearly late at night that this is going on and people are being violent. So there's you know, all sorts of stuff going on. This kid shows up with his gun. You and under oath, I would have to say on the stand under oath, if somebody said, would you expect them to hurt him? Absolutely. To hear the rest of this episode, become a premium subscriber to the Unprecedented Podcast by going to patreon.com slash unprecedentedpodcast. And with a $5 a month or more subscription, you not only support the show, but you get access to this episode and all of our premium episodes, including all of our great guests. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your support.